We are now live. Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I brought along a, uh, a friend of mine from Facebook uh, to talk about a subject that's uh, very prevalent. There's an obvious agenda. We talked about it many times. One of the things that I have spoken about uh, with great consistency, along with the restoration of the Black family, and the empowerment of young black men and socializing young black males is also uh, the agenda to feminize young black males and to confuse our children uh, sexually, which is a common uh, mechanism and machination uh, that enemies use to uh, sort of uh, immobilize uh, groups in order to manipulate and control uh, without male leadership, without strong male uh, leadership, we are really moving along without protection and covering. Uh, when there's no protection and covering, there's no way for our women to really truly function in their natural gifts because it requires security. It requires them to feel safe. Uh, and I want to admit that many times we are the reason they don't feel safe. And so we talked about all of that. But Today, we're going to talk about something specific um, that uh, uh, Jay is going to you know, produce and present. Uh, I'm going to let her talk about it. But basically, she shared a post about a movie she had heard people talk about. And so she decided to pay, you know, the fee. I think it was nine dollars and something. She decided to pay. And when she uh, got to seeing it, it was immediately uh, clear to her that it was an agenda. Uh, they don't even hide the agendas anymore. They just keep pushing them <laughs> to the point that you either accept them or you stop watching because you can't turn on the television without seeing the agenda. And so this was a situation, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because I, I, I had copied and pasted the statement and somewhere along the line of setting this all up, I moved it somewhere and I can't find it. But basically, this was a situation where the predominant agenda was uh, the agenda was gender confusion. And it was the idea that people who identify as transgender specifically identify as what is known as transgender females uh, don't have to identify or alert a male to mm -hmm. the fact that they're transgender uh, and that they're literally living societies where they're moving covertly as women and not identifying themselves in the way they should. And she approached it, I mean, unapologetically. And I think that is what got my attention because everybody's so apt to be politically correct that it all it does is make the water murky. You've got to be concise and precise in what you say when you hold a position on something so that people aren't confused by the position you hold. And it was very clear to me that she held that position. So Jay, uh, as a married woman and a mother with children who are being exposed to this, you know, you're at age where you and your husband, you, you know, your values are inculcated so deeply inside of you that you see it and you are immediately offended by it, but it's not going to shift your paradigm. But you are aware of the potential it will have on other young minds. And so talk to me, you know, about what went on when you saw that and what, how you felt about it. Um, and then you can just talk from there. Okay. Uh, well, first I just wanted to say that, you know, a lot of times when people like uh, yourself and I speak on these type of matters, you know, as far as like transgender individuals and, you know, the LGBTQ community and things of that nature, uh, the word homophobe and homophobia and hate is thrown around quite frequently, even when you don't feel hateful towards a group of people. 
And so I just wanted to start it off by saying that I feel like everybody should have the right to do what they want to do. If you're transgender and you want to, you know, surgically alter yourself, that is your right to do that. If you're, you know, you're gay and, and you're gay and you choose to engage your homosexual activities, that is your right as well. And you have that right to, to exist without, um, you know, harassment or people trying to kill you or beat you. But however, when you try to push the ideals off on others um, and make them feel like it's an acceptable way to live when they may not believe that, that's when you're crossing the line because, you know, people disagree with Christians all the time and say, you know, this is that is stupid or this or whatever. And, and, you know, those people are supposed to just take it and just take it as an opinion. But for some reason, when it comes down to like the whole, you know, gay community, or, or, you know, subsets of that group, then you're not supposed to have an opinion, you know? And I have been unfriended, cussed out. I, I do hair for a living. I have lost clients um, just simply for saying I don't agree. And I don't agree with pushing sexuality to children. Um, and if people can't see that it is some type of agenda, I really don't know what to say because, you know, I'm 41 and, I remember growing up, they would never have done so many things that they do right now as far as pushing, you know, agendas and things of that nature. Even I have a 14-year-old and a six-year-old. And my 14-year-old, when she was like 10, 11, she would have friends that would tell her they were transgender. Some of the girls would say they were boys. Some of the boys would say um, that they're girls. And they didn't know what they meant. They were just saying it because it's pushed so much that, you know, it's the cool thing to do. So I'm already, my antennas are up when I see things like that, you know? So getting to the movie, so the Secret Society movie, um, you know, I I didn't know that, that that was any type of theme in the movie or I never would have really watched it to be frank with you. Um, but I saw a lot of people talking about it, saying that it was a good movie. Um, you know, I always like to support Black and it was an independent Black movie and everything. They don't even tell you in the beginning of the movie, you know, they, they have these girls that are moving um, and, you know, hustling guys and, and, you know, having sex with guys and all these things and never telling them that they are men um, or were biologically, you know, born men, whatever terminology you want to use. Not to mention they still had, you know, male genitalia which is even a step further and, you know, deceit when you are, you know, tucking yourself or hiding yourself to get people to engage sexually with you that you knew would, wouldn't do otherwise. Like that's a form of rape. And I, I'm really confused as opposed to why no one ever acknowledges that, you know? So in the movie that, that when the men found out and they were upset, you know, they played this music like it was like music that was would indicate your feelings to feel like the men were wrong. Or now here come these homophobic men acting angry and they have a right to be scared. And my thing is, is that if you were just honest and from the beginning, then, you know, a person can make their decision and then you wouldn't have such a violent reaction because before you guys engaged in anything, they had that own they had their own decision and choice to make. So it, it was just really just full of agendas, to be honest with you, um, where, you know, they're, they demonize, you know, straight men and men that say they don't want to engage with other men because at the end of the day, that's what it is. And when you blur the line like this, this is how you get, um, you know, transgender women winning weightlifting competitions against women and telling women that, um, they should just work hard because they are a woman, because you're feeding into their delusion. And, you know, people can hate me and, and they get mad at me all the time, even on my own YouTube, call me all type of names. But it is, you cannot debate the fact of what you're born as is what you're born as. And if you're a man and you're saying, I've always felt like a woman, you're not a woman. So how would you know what a woman feels like or what it feels like to be a woman? You don't know, you know, because you, you, you never were that. And then it's always these excuses. Um, 
Well, I knew because I was emotional or I like to wear makeup or I was this and that. Like those are not things that are necessarily just come with being a woman. A woman. There are women that are unemotional. There are women that don't like these things. There's there's a lot of different nuances to this. And um, it's just like me. Like if all of a sudden I just said I was a man today and um, I just cut off all my hair and then I just wanted to be in man only spaces, you know, like in the locker room, viewing your genitalia, you know, in, insert myself and all type of things. I, I just don't understand, like, really, I think there's a spiritual component to this, but I know some people are not believers. So I tend to leave that out, but I really do think that there is a reason why all of this is happening and people are really acting like they don't, they don't see logic, you know? because it's just, it's really getting out of hand. And they really are trying to get it to the black community because I feel like black community, the black community are, I don't know, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but they're like the, the moral gatekeepers of things that are just too, if it's just too out there, black people are not gonna be with it. So if they get black people to be like, yeah, then that's it. Then, then, then they can go ahead with whatever agenda and push it full force. Uh, I think I think you make some valid points and I want to kind of brought, uh, provide some context. And, and guys, I see your comments. Keep them coming. Uh, one of the comments I saw that I, I want to address real quickly is one guy, uh, one person, I don't know if it was a guy or not because I can't find it now, said that he doesn't believe that men are tricked. Um, and I get that. You know, me personally, uh, I've never been tricked, but I'm talking in a broader sense here now. I'm not just talking about uh transgender in the sense of identity um you also have to take a, uh into consideration tra the transsexual who has actually had uh reassignment surgery and on hormones and the whole nine um me personally again i've never been uh tricked and there's a time as an athlete and a person in entertainment uh 20 years and beyond ago that I was out there, but I always had my antennas up. And like you said, I want to be very clear here. As a person who is an expert in the field of human behavior, and I deal from the place of psychology, when I hear the term phobia used uh, as a mechanism to shame and intimidate people who don't agree with you, I find a problem with it because I understand what the term means uh, from a technical sense. A phobia is an irrational fear. It is a fear that isn't justified. And most people who disagree with any of uh, the subcategories of the LGBTQ uh, community aren't doing it from a place of fear. Some are, some do, are doing it from a place of fear, a place of ignorance, and a lack of understanding. Most simply say, for me, I don't agree with it and I'm not going to support it. That's the very right that the LGBT community is fighting for for themselves. The right to say, this is how I'm going to live my life. Well, when someone says, I'm not going to support that, I'm not going to adopt those values, I'm going to adopt these values, which are diametrically opposed to your values, they are exercising the same right that you are fighting for for yourself. You can't, in one sense, say, I want to fight for my right to live my life and then try to intimidate everyone else to take your ride with you. Uh, I have gay members in my family. We get along just fine. I'm not there to judge you. We don't talk. Think about this. Until we get to talking about transgenderism, until we get to talking about homosexuality, bisexuality, and, and uh, lesbianism and all of that, the true nature of social society is we don't talk about our sexual preferences, our sexual escapades. We don't put our sexual desires out front. So in the normal scope and scheme of things, no one's talking about who you sleep with except the LGBTQ community. And they want everybody else to be. My thing is what you do is what you do. And, and the thing is, if you're not trying to shove it down my throat, we're going to be cool because I'm not going to push my beliefs down your throat. I'm going to live my life. And hopefully the way I live my life 
will make someone wonder what value system I operate under and say, man, I wouldn't mind adopting some of your values. It seems to be working for you. Not me sitting up saying, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. You don't do this. Your life is going to fall apart. You don't do this. Your marriage is. No, I live my life a certain way. And when people talk to me, they will get an idea of my values without me ever having to promote any particular one thing. Now, so, but, but back to the idea that uh, men can't be tricked. A lot of times men know what's going on. And when they get caught up and people realize what they're doing, they play the victim. I've seen that happen. I've seen men, they know what it is. I mean, number one, this is just things I used to look at. And it's actually been legitimately female born, people who were born female that were suspect to me that I just wasn't finna mess with. And come to find out that they were legitimately born a certain gender. I'm looking, your hand's too big for me. And that was just me. So I was on that alert. So there are certain things that I look for that just say, "Eh, that's questionable. And if it it goes into that thing, then I'm just not attracted to it. I don't have nothing wrong. If that's the role you want to take. But when you start talking about, okay, this is who I am. And because I say I'm a female, I identify as a female. I don't have to tell everybody I was born male. Well, there are some people who will actually, that's just like you, uh, a person coming around and saying, okay, I, I, I used to be, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, in prison or whatever. And you come along and you meet somebody and now you changed your life, but you don't tell them about that part of your life. And they find out there's a possibility that they're one of them people that just simply are not going to want to date somebody that has a record. Now, me personally, that's not how I roll, but that may be how someone rolls. And anyone who wants to date that person needs to let them know, hey, look, yeah, you know, I did so many years for blah, blah, blah. Now, you ain't got to run around telling the world, but you do need to tell somebody that's about to become a partner with you, even if it's for one night. That, hey, this is who I am. And if you're so proud about it, why should it be a problem? But see... You mentioned something that is definitely going to be taken out of context. And I I, I get that. And that's most people now are bullied into feeding the delusion. The delusion that I'm really a female. No, you identify as a female. And, you know, they've even gotten to the point now to my problem. The biggest problem that I've had, and I'm not I'm not a female, but the biggest problem I've had is to me how it insults the woman because now the woman and when i say woman i mean a person born and assigned female at birth now she's been assigned the category of the tag cis woman or cis female okay meaning that you were assigned female at birth and then here comes along so now there are different type of women and so now you, you've been reduced as a, to me, I'm speaking, when I speak, I speak primarily based on black women. I, I have enough to do in my community without trying to deal with everybody else's problems. So I normally speak when I'm talking about women, I'm talking about black women. So now the black woman has been reduced to a category that she has to share as if she doesn't have enough that she's dealing with. And so my thing is, again, this isn't me saying you've got to live a life that I want you to live. Live your life. And if you really and truly embrace it, be proud of it. That's not a problem with me. We can kick it. We can hang out. We can have fun. I have no qualms with you being who you are because it does not personally impact me as a man. I know who I am. And I'm good with me. My problem is respect the parameters and the barriers and boundaries of others who have established in their life. And so you can't dictate or predict how someone's going to do something. You don't get to go out and take somewhere. To me, sleeping with someone is moving into their personal spaces. They need to know exactly what's going on. And, 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 And the idea that they are shaming men who have a problem with it 
is another way that they are again pushing the agenda. So everything now is about political correctness. Everything now is about political correctness. It's about not wanting to hurt someone's feeling. You can say the wrong thing and now you're violating someone's uh, community standards on, on social media and you could be suspended for a certain period of time. Or like me and, and one other, have your whole channel knocked off permanently because you said something that somebody else didn't like. And so now we've not only gotten to a situation where we're confusing our children, we're also making them so soft that they can't stand up to the real pushes of life because everybody's coddling everybody and nobody's being honest. And then when, un see, what, 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 here's the thing. If you're not honest with yourself, life will be honest with you. And you, life will show you the truth. And the problem is, if you haven't been honest with yourself and the truth shows up at your door, you begin to break up and fall apart. Why? Because you've never had to face it. You've been writing your own narrative, but now life shows up and says, you don't get the right now, I get the right, and you can't handle it. We don't talk about how many people from that community commit suicide. Now, we, 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 we talk about, uh, and, and I'm not for at all anyone abusing, harming, or, or in anyone uh, assaulting or insulting anyone because of their personal choices. That's not what I'm about. I'm about do you, but respect me. When you respect you me, know, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I have done like a lot of research on um, transgender individuals, um, what it takes uh, to do it, the operation, um, how many hormones they take, um, at what stage in life, if they take hormones, what, what will it affect, like strength, will it affect, um, you know, personality, things of that nature. And I think a lot of people in general are uninformed about the actual science behind making that decision. I was really upset about um, this whole movement. Like there was a movement that, you know, I was seeing a lot of things posted, like, you know, men can have periods too and stuff like that. And it was all these women that, you know, were transgender men, um, you know, looking very androgynous, wearing um, underwear with like blood on the front of them. And I was like, okay, this is a little strange to me because men don't have periods. Um, they don't. Um, women, females um, do. And then when I uh, investigated that, I kind of went down a rabbit hole because they're, you know, of course, you know, there's a lot of the transgender individuals now going into sports, you know, high school sports, college yeah. sports, some at professional levels. And um, I, I remember the first one that I saw, I think I forgot the name of the, the individual, but it was a boxer and she had um, fought a woman, a biological woman and shattered her eye socket, fractured yeah. her eye socket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, okay, well, first of all, me being a biological woman, I'm never going to engage in a fight with you, period. We're not going to play that game. But um, they say that if you take the uh, hormones, if you don't make it, um, before puberty and taking them, then your, your bone muscle mass, your, your density is always going to be superior, stronger than that of a, of a woman, no matter what, no matter how many hormones you take, no matter how many tests and they take your testosterone is lower. You'll always be stronger. You'll always be faster. There's no way to get around that. Right. Even if you were to, you know, cut off your genitals or whatever to make them mimic a vagina, which I've seen plenty of surgeries um live surgeries of that if you're still fundamentally you know male even as far as your you know your you know like how how I feel like I don't I don't really want to get too politically incorrect on here but you know how certain things are just more I would say a characteristic of a man and then certain things are more you know a characteristic of a woman all of those type of things make up your biology and you can't get rid of a lot of those things, no matter what, unless some things can be changed if you start before puberty. But a lot of the things, once you know, once you hit puberty, that's a wrap. So when you see all of these sports people now, the boxing, um, wrestling, uh, football, track and field, and they're 
they were previously when they were in their own sport with their own sex mediocre and then they come to the the woman's side and they flourish and become number one and get all these titles and things it's just like a slap in the face like okay you know what i mean and i just really feel like a lot of these things have to be addressed soon before we get too far because like you mentioned earlier about the cisgender I had got into with somebody about that because I said I would never refer to myself as a cisgender woman because that's not what I am. I'm a woman, period. There's two sexes here. Now you can do something else within that, but there's still two sexes and that's it. And um, people will be so mad at me like, what? You know, it's just saying you're, you're, you're bio. No, it's not. It's reducing me to something that I don't want to be reduced to, you know, um, Black women already suffer from so much erasure. You know that this this is just something that I feel extremely um, upset by. Like, I remember I just saw, it was probably like a month ago, some uh, wrestler, huge white guy, buff, huge, gigantic wrestler, over six foot, muscles and everything, decided now he's going to be a woman. He had, you know, his hair extensions in, look the same face, the same man face, and woman's clothes. Now everybody has to dress him as what? As a woman? When you were just breaking people's skulls open, now if you decided that you wanted to go to some type of women's only sport, then they would just be getting <laughs> destroyed. And then everyone would have to pretend that they don't know why this is happening because he's technically a woman now. You know, it's really insanity. And I don't feel like it's hateful to say that that is insanity. I still feel like you have a right to do that. But I think that what should be done is that they should have sports and things separate to themselves. So like, you know, sports that are dedicated just to them, if that's what you feel like you want to do. But to come in to biological uh, women and biological men and then insert yourself in that space is just, it's just crazy to me. Right. <laughs> really. Right. And okay, in addition to the two doctorates I hold, I also have a master's in bi- biomechanics and kinesiology. So when you talk about muscle placement and uh struck bone structure, muscle density, uh, and all of that different stuff, and you talk about the male fit, like I said, when you when you begin to go through puberty, uh, you begin a process. This is when the differ- differentiation between uh, boys and girls is exacerbated. You know, six, seven, eight years old, a girl is more, more, you know, just as capable of beating up a little boy as a little boy is beating up a little girl. Not a whole lot of difference. Once you begin to go to puberty, testosterone is released. Testosterone allows for the development and densification of bone density, muscle mass, and strength. That is, and also you're born when you're born. I mean, before you even go through puberty muscle attachment where your muscles are attached also dictates the level level of leverage you have with the usage of every muscle service services uh, a joint it causes for the movement of the joint every muscle that's how you move your joints is through muscles well where the muscle is placed on the other side of the joint would it depend, would dictate how strong it is the placement for men and women are, 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 are most times different so right out the box there's this advantage but it is ex- exacerbated and uh, emphasized as you begin to go through puberty. Once you do that, you can take hormones, but the muscle development is still there. Uh, there's so much, you know, there's so much more that goes along with it that I'm not going to get into. But there is a difference. You cannot treat gender with hormonal therapy and transform that. It doesn't work that simple. And anyone who really understands that knows. Uh, uh, to, to this point, in, uh, okay. Uh, as a former track athlete, I keep up with track. For, for the life of me right now, I'm drawing a blank, even though I know her name. But there is a 800 meter runner out of South Africa, a female, 
but she has a tendency to produce a, a, a larger amount of, everybody, every person, male or female, produces both hormones, estrogen and testosterone. Women produce less testosterone, more estrogen. Men produce less estrogen, more testosterone. Well, she has a tendency to produce slightly higher testosterone levels than most women. The International, International Athletic Association has consistently suspended her and barred her from running as a female, even though she's born and assigned as a female because of her highest testosterone levels. Now, what you got to understand is even when you remove the testicles and you start estrogen treatment, the body has other ways of producing testosterone. And if the body recognizes you as being male, it will find a way to produce more testosterone. Now, the older you get, the less it produces, but we're talking about young people right now. So you're still going to have more testosterone levels than the average female. And you're going to have the physiology of a male outside of you may develop breast, but physiologically, the things that are cause you to be athletic will still possess something that the average female wouldn't have. And it's shown over and over again where you, again, you're talking about mediocre male athletes transitioning as transgender and moving into the female category, some of these without even having the surgery. Yes. Just simply saying, I identify as being a female, have now moved over and are competing against females. And it's not even close. You went from being number 300 in something, ranked as a male, and now you're number one. You know, there's a reason for that. And there's no timetable from what I can tell from my research that's going to level that playing field where you say, okay, I've transitioned. So I'm going to take my therapy for X amount of years before I'm able to compete as a woman. I don't know that we have that timetable. And I don't think it's fair to young girls or young women to ask them to compete in the same category. If you want to compete, if you want to claim that, and that's your right to do so then that should be a category in which transgendered women compete. And that way we know it's, 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 it's more of a level playing field because now we're dealing with the same biology, the same mentality and everything else. So, but you know that, but you know, that doesn't feed and I, and you know, forgive me if, if, you know, if this is offensive for your podcast, but it is not feeding the delusion. They must feel like they are women and everyone must accept that they are biological women to have a separate category would be to indicate that there is a difference and they don't want that they want complete assimilation and acceptance of hey i'm a woman or hey i'm a man period because to do anything else is to make them feel some type of way and they don't care if biological uh, men and women feel some type of way. They only care about their own um, feelings. I mean, and that's just that's just being completely honest and blunt as I can be. And because I just don't want to be fake and mince any words because so many people do that because of they don't want to be canceled, but I don't care. Like, I'm saying what I'm saying because they don't mind saying what they want to say and telling people that this is what, what you're going to do. Like I remember seeing the interview with the black track star, transgender, um, that that said that, well, yes, I am women winning and I may have a slight advantage, but they just need to work harder. Okay, well, how can I work harder against somebody that is genetically has more of an advantage? There's no way for me to do that. But, you know, when she uh, said that, uh, the transgender uh, individual, she had no care about, you know, anything that was going on for biological women. So I feel like I have to be one person out of how many to just be completely honest. And like I said before, I still feel like they should be able to do whatever they want to do. But you can't make everyone else bend to your will, especially for something that unfortunately you will never be, you know. So it's just like we have to be real here on some point because for future generations 
I can only imagine the the insanity that will be here, you know, right. because of how it is now. <laughs> like, right. I I can only imagine. Right. And in, 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 and to be clear, uh, the initial point of this discussion was about the fact that transgender women have a secret society in which they operate and move covertly and present themselves as being biological women. Oh, and let me say that I have, um, sorry, I have um, a few clients that are transgender and we've had a lot of conversations about um, this stuff, but the, the clients that I have, they are of the opinion that you should be upfront with who you are and that um, it was like uh, one of my clients, uh, she was telling me, and I always use she because that's what she wants. And I don't want to be disrespectful towards her. She was telling me that um, she has a lot of girls that feel like they should not tell a man because they want to engage with straight men because they feel like straight men are more masculine. So, but if they were to tell them, then they would I guess sort of be homosexual, not as straight. So they would prefer to get the men that would never. And so to get those men, they are not, they, they don't say anything. But she was telling me that it's a lot of transgender, uh, specifically women that feel that way. And uh, she was telling me she didn't feel that way. And, you know, that she feels like that's why sometimes there's violence. A lot of violence occurs because of things of that nature. But we have a lot of conversations about it. We have a lot of conversations about right. it. And um, this secret society, this movie is, is reality as well. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of where I want to wrap this up at is in, in talking about the psychology of what's taking place outside of the emotion, outside of the push to be accepted, uh, and respect it is the need for self to be validated. It's one thing to say I identify as, but then there are certain things that my brain processes daily. If I identify as a woman, I see women with men. Men readily accept women. So if I'm being consistently rejected by what I consider to be men and how I identify men, it then creates a problem for me. So I need a man-man to, to want and be with me to complete my, my narrative about who I am. And so to do that, I will covertly move into a man's space and pretend to be something that I'm not. And for those who are going to say that's just it, they are, I'm going to say if I've got to categorize myself as one thing and then categorize another person as cis, then we're not the same. The fact that you still have to identify a woman who was assigned the gender of female at birth as cis says you're not the same as she is. So no matter how much you try to be the same, you're not the same. Now, if you want to identify, you want to live your life as, that's up to you. But you must respect the space of anyone else that has not openly already communicated to you that it doesn't matter to them. Now, if a person that sit up and said it doesn't matter to them, they pretty much said, hey, I'm cool. Then you move. But if a person is sitting up and has not identified one way or another, or especially if a person that sit up and says, you know, I'm like this, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm straight. Then to, 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 with most men, when we say we're straight, we're not just talking about, I only, I don't deal with other men. We are saying we want the traditional idea of a relationship, biological male, biological female coming together and doing what we can do and the natural sense. Most men, you got to think about the whole idea. 
when you're psychologically dealing with this and you're only thinking about, I need a man to finish this, this, this transformation, what you're not thinking about is you're coming in and men want children. And if a man is out there and he's seriously looking for a mate, a part of that is building a family. You cannot, in the traditional sense, give him a family. So then again, you need to let him know at the earliest possible situation, the moment that it looks like there's some interest, we need to talk. Don't really mean emotion. I'm not even talking. We ain't got to the bedroom yet. Now, I, I want to be clear. This isn't just a, a transgender thing with me. This is a relationship. I teach young black men that this is the way you deal with women. And I teach young black girls, and so do my, does my wife, Marion, that when you approach a person, you're up front with them. You don't draw someone in emotionally, knowing you've got a secret that could impact how they feel and wait till you've got their heart before you tell them and put them in that awkward position to have to come. That's not how you do it. How you do it is you're up front with the things that you know will matter. Does it mean that there may be a risk that that person doesn't want to be with you? That's how life is. And you've got to deal with that. There are things I had to tell my wife when I met her. There are things she had to tell me. The thing is, none of it was a deal breaker. We looked within each other and saw the things inside of each other that let us know, hey, this is us. We're going to move and we're going to do this. But we were honest with each other up front. There's nothing we've come in contact or aware of in the relationship that neither one of us knew. We knew each other intimately before we became physically intimately so that there were no questions about anything and that we could go into the depths of being with one another without any regrets. And that's the thing I'm talking about. You, you got to look at sex for what it is outside of a physical encounter. It's a spiritual encounter. It's an emotional encounter. It is a deep searching of oneself. And when it's done correctly, it's beautiful. When it's misplayed, it can be devastating. And everybody needs to know what they're dealing with before they get started. It's that simple. And uh, anything you want to say in closing before we get out of here? Just, just um, you know, that I come from a place of concern and not hate, just a place of concern for our future, for our children, um, and for society in general, because it's not healthy um, for some of the ideologies um, that are taking place right now. Really, um, for us to get this under control would be beneficial for everyone. Um, even the parties that we, we we spoke of earlier. So I just wanted to be known that I really don't come from a place of hate at all. You know, I really don't. Ne neither do you know? I. Like I said, I have family members, close family members uh, that are openly gay. I don't know of any that are transgender, uh, but I have family members who are openly gay, male and female. And my heart is with them. There's no difference to me in how I love them and any other family member. I don't look at them. I don't walk around thinking about their sexual life. I don't do that with anybody else. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about you are, you are a part of me. You come from the same blood I come from. And that's all that matters to me. Now, if we get it, and they all know, if we get into the discussion, my whole point is going to be from a social perspective, not an individual one. That's what I teach. I teach that as a person who believes in the collective, I don't get to make my decisions solely based off of how I feel. I have to look at how my decisions impact the collective. Well, if we're talking homosexuality, especially from a male perspective, we already have a shortage of men. We already have a problem with men not being able to lead. And one thing I can tell you why so many black women will co-sign homosexuality they won't follow the leadership of a homosexual male. Mm. They want an alpha male leading them. So the thing is, you know, my whole thing is, I look at my sisters, I'm like, okay, I have no problem with you loving our brothers who are gay. I love them too. I have no problem spending time with them, talk to them. I've done it. Uh, I, a, 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 a substantial number of my clients are 
or were gay. I don't think I have anybody right now, but I've worked with, and it, that's not a problem with me. I'm talking about male, you know, because they think men are some kind of black, straight men are some kind of way afraid of gay men. Uh, I don't know where that comes from. There's no phobia here. I love black people, all of them, all kinds. And I have relationships with all kinds. I have a couple who are, I consider close friends. And they are who they are, not my business, unless you make it my business. Now, when you sit down and you ask me, hey, doc, you know, where you feel about this? Here it comes. I'm going to tell you, we don't have the space that white people have to be that invested in homosexuality. We got one. We got a shortage of one point five million men in the black community right now. We got a situation where there's only 80 black men to every 100 black women. Right now, when you add in mass incarceration and all this, we don't have that room to play with. You go back to the early 1970s and you see that it was an agenda. You look at the NSSS, you look at the uh, NSS, NSSM and the 200 and the NSSM 2000, and you find out that it's literally part of an agenda for population control. They pushed it. Gay people don't procreate. And, it, and it's that simple to them. They can take it. They were the majority. Now it's starting to come and hurt them. And they don't know. They are shrinking in size. And the population of minorities, Blacks and Latino, growing. And so now they're looking at it again. But at the time they did it, they had the numbers. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. We were already in a deficit. And you have to literally go look. If you think I'm kidding, look up NSSM 200, NSSM 2000, and you will see that they they consulted Margaret Sanger, uh, who was a major pusher for eugenics. And she was talking uh, sterilization as a means of doing it. And it wasn't just Blacks in America. It was seven primary countries where the indigenous people were melanated. Okay, so it amazes me now that when people like Bill Gates get to talking about uh, uh, the need for population control because we need to reduce the Earth's population by three billion, by three billion, that it always seems to center around Africa. How about y'all check out? But you got to understand how they think. And you got to understand the depths they're willing to go. And you've got to be prepared for it. Another one is they pushed, uh, again, and this is me, not me judging anybody uh, about their choices and their decisions, but they pushed abortion clinics in inner city communities. Now, you know, there are a bunch of people talk about all the services you can get at Planned Parenthood. I'm not pushing, get your services the best way you can get them. Here's what I'm saying is, do your studies and research and find out how different women are counseled. White women who don't want their children are counseled to give them up for adoption. Black women are counseled for abortions. That I, I can tell. A, I spoke on abortion before and I tell you. Oh, you get lit black, up. Oh my you goodness. But see, black a, women were so mad at me. Oh here, here's, man. Here's the thing, my sister. Here's, here, here's the thing. You can't be truly unapologetically black and for black empowerment and really be a person that needs to be liked because your truth will be abrasive to many. And again, I'm not here to judge anybody. I, I, you know, I didn't come from the perfect background. I never knew my father. When I tell you I never knew my father, I'm telling you the first time I saw my father was at his funeral. Okay. <laughs> So my mom was never my mom. My mom acted more like my sister than my mom. And that's a good reason for that. She had me when she was 15. Okay. But my great grandparents reared me. I had a strong foundation from a value system because I was reared by people with older, stronger, solid values. Um, you know, have I evolved in my thinking? Absolutely. But the core values of family still remain at the forefront of me. Why? Because the family is the institution through which we project our values into the future through our progeny. 
It is the value system. I tell people all the time, we spend way too much time trying to teach 30 and 40 year olds about black group economics after they've practiced individualism and consumerism for three decades, trying to get them to understand it. That should have been taught in the home where the value system is about wealth building instead of buying. That is where it's done. Until we can sit up and create an environment in the home with a family where the male is modeling manhood and the female is modeling womanhood and the children can look at it and take from it just by observation, we're going to have a problem. And so that's my take on it. Live your life, do your thing, be you. Your mistakes in the past or however you move, that's you. I'm not judging anybody. Lord knows I've made my share of mistakes. What I'm saying is if you're truly about Black empowerment, there are some things you're really going to have to consider. If you're really truly about being respectful, and this is directly to the LGD, uh, LGD, I get it, TQ community, <laughs> uh, the same respect you want, it's time for you to extend it. Someone disagreeing with you does not mean they have a phobia or a hatred of you. I love you. I absolutely love you. But that is what's called mutual respect. You want it, you extend it, and you get it in return. Now, I, if somebody, if you do that, if you go out as a transgender woman and you tell a straight man that you are gay and you've done nothing to him you've not violated his space you haven't tried anything y'all haven't touched each other y'all haven't gotten that far and he becomes violent with you i'm on your side i'm on your side because you've got a right to be that person you were up front and you were honest now if you go creep creeping and sneak sneaking and you get caught up it's hard for me to say i'm on your side because now you playing with somebody's life and, and, and emotions and you didn't give them the fair chance that you say you want. And so I'm going to end it on that. I want to thank you again for stopping by. It got a lot deeper than I it, uh, thought it would, but I'm always prepared for that. Uh, I don't censor my guests. Um, that's not how I roll. Um, I don't censor myself. You know, they, people know I'm not... I, I, I'm not here to earn likes and, and pats on the back. I'm here to teach and share those who can receive what I have based off of my years of experience, research, study, and everything else I bring to the table. Great. Those who don't agree with me, good. Those who feel they still have something to share. Those who feel like maybe I'm offline can always come to me. I have literally come on and spoken retractions about something I realized I wasn't right about. I'm not that person that thinks I'm always right or has to be right or always agreed with, but I'm going to come full, full steam ahead with what I believe and what I stand for. And, 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 and so I, I commend you for that. Once again, thank you. Uh, it was an honor to have you on. I wish you, your husband and your children the best, and we will talk again soon. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye, -bye.